So go out, get yourself some mirrors, guys. If you can see your face, you say, oh, wow, I just, I'm staring at that member right there. It's called Teller Stare. Uh, that, that is what I'm telling you to beware of. You're listening to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast, a podcast that delivers value and offers up insight that'll help your credit union grow. Service Star has been consulting with credit unions for over 20 years, growing them in the areas of cultural development, leadership development, and management training. To learn more about what Service Star can do for you or your credit union, check them out at servicestarconsulting.com. This is the Credit Union Leadership Podcast with your host, Scott Albrecht, and our co-host, Scott Anderley. We're talking about service excellence. We're talking about Friday fatigue. We're talking about killing the industry softly with their teller stare. Welcome to the podcast, Scott Anderley. Have you ever been in a situation where Friday fatigue is starting to impact your ability to serve others? Yeah. Thinking, man, I'm about to go on vacation and you're just thinking, I just need to make it through the day. And you kind of lose track of the mission and you start feeling a little weary and you're like, man, a few more hours, a few more minutes, you know, and you start getting a little more self-focused and it just seems a little harder to move and harder to do all of this stuff. So yes, this is something I've definitely experienced the Friday fatigue. What about you? Yeah. Uh, I called it vacation Scott. So if I was about to go on vacation, uh, you know, there was an element of excitedness that I'd bring to work that maybe uh, wasn't there in the past. Mm. Um, and so, uh, vacation Scott was actually a good thing. Uh, but this is more like burnt out (laughs) version of Scott or Friday, you know, uh, a mental capacity issue. So at some point in time and, you know, physical activity, you start to get to the point where your mind starts to give up. Your body still has got more juice. I don't know if you ever like done push-ups before. Typically, you can you can eke out three more when the brain's about to quit, and that's yeah. called mental toughness. And the same thing's true when you're on your feet serving members. Um, you, you start to your your brain starts to have fatigue. Uh, it's a real thing because endurance and 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 those types of things aren't on your side. And so towards the end of the week, um, what we're gonna do with this podcast is we're gonna give you some. Uh, some some tips that we don't share in our typical service excellence classes to keep you uh, mindful and intentional, regardless of what day of the week it is, because uh, Friday fatigue is a, is a real thing and uh, it can't be allowed to affect memberships. Yeah. So in like service excellence, for those of you listening that have taken the course, like we talk about, you know, the opportunity, uh, the challenge that we have, and then we give you eight tools of what you can use every time to exceed expectations. So it sounds like what we're talking about today is not really these eight tools of things like empathy and um, helping make the member feel heard or going the extra mile, but it's how do we do that when we feel tired, when we feel fatigued, when we feel burnt out, when we feel like we're short-staffed. Is that right, Albrecht? Yeah, yeah. And as someone who has trained for Team USA and has uh, worked with his mind in harsh conditions... Uh, a lot of what we're going to talk about is is translatable to sports, uh, translatable to the end of the night when you're still trying to be a good spouse and, and be a good dad. Um, we all deal with fatigue, and so it does allow us to serve members better, uh, but we can also serve each other better with these with these steps. Yeah, and I, I want our listeners to know like, hey, we get you. We've been there. We hear you. So with us trying to implement these eight tools of service excellence, like I said, things like personalization, empathy, but there's some days where we're just not feeling it. And I wanted to hear from you during your time as a branch manager, working with your team, 
What have been the challenges that have been getting in the way of people using these eight tools, um, you know, things like under-promising, over-delivering? What are the, the challenges that get in the way with you and your team to do this, this fatigue you were talking about? Yeah, the best the best advice that I can give to someone who's running a team uh, and has certain expectations for what the day looks like is to set those expectations early uh, before the day begins. Now, I can hear you already calling into the 1-800 number for Credit Union Leadership Podcast saying, well, I got a split shift, Scott. I got people calling off left and right. I got, you know, I don't even know when people are going to show up. Well, uh, before you open the branch, you should have a team meeting. When your second shift comes in, you should have a team meeting. You know, the military calls these stepping off calls. And they're just five minutes to check in on expectation of what someone's going to accomplish in the day and what success is going to look like. If you go into the day without knowing what winning looks like, uh, you're gonna you're gonna have disappointment. Uh, the, yeah. the, key to, the key to disappointment is just lack of clear expectations. And so uh, I think it's crucial, mission missionally crucial, to let somebody know who needs a coffee that that can't get in the way of serving members today. Yeah, and I want to camp out there for a second. So some of you uh, listeners and some people in the credit union industry, we're all about service. And I've talked to some of you and some of you have said you come from a background in the uh, food service industry as a server or bartender. So what you're talking about, Scott, also reminds me of the stepping off meeting is applied in the restaurant industry. Uh, We usually call it like the pre-shift meeting. And what we do is even if you're serving, you can step away from your table for the same amount of time, five minutes. And you all get together with the manager and the chef. You get to try out the dish of the day, talk about the featured drink, and you're all on the same page of what you're 86 on and stuff like that. So then you can go out. And with this idea of split shifts, what they did, and I like what you suggested is ha- of having two meetings, but sometimes people are coming at t- all different times. It's not the set time. What it was was there was an expectation set that if you weren't here for the pre-shift meeting, which we do every day at the same time, you are going to go find another team member and ask them for their notes from mm. that. So I definitely think that's a great truth to walk into of how do we get through this <laughs> killing the industry softly with our teller stare, this fatigue. And I think what you're saying is tie it back to mission is one of the key truths. And how can we do this in a quick, simple way that doesn't take so much time? What else? What are other challenges you've faced or seen that you're your team has gone through. Again, it, it kind of ties ties into expectations. When I was a member of the credit union, uh, the team would be so ready to leave that they would actually turn the lights off before five o'clock turned around on the, on the clock, right? I, I even, I remember one day I walked up, it was 4.59 and I pulled on the doors and the doors were locked. And so when I, when I took over that branch as the manager, I set some clear expectations that we don't lock the doors before five. Lights are not off before five. Yeah. I get that they've been working a long day and that now it's time for them to go home. Mm-hmm. But to treat a member differently or to, to make a member feel like they're <laughs> coming at the wrong time when they're still coming within regular business hours, something that was not allowed for our team to do. It's kind of like when you walk into the restaurant and people are, are polishing silverware. By the way, that's like textbook, like we're not going to serve you very well today because we're ready to go home, right? So you see them polishing silverware. It's like us running checks in the branches. It's just it's a sign that we, we're doing what we can to get out of here five after. And we're going to be highly disappointed if we're out of here 30 minutes after. Yeah. If I'm leading that team, the expectation is we're going to get out 30 minutes after. If we get out five minutes after, that's great. But that's not the expectation. Yeah. 
man, that's yeah. You're building that expectation of the, what the team knows to expect. And I think that's big in the sense of we want to be respectful of people's time. So if everyone has this mentality of I'm going to get off, you know, five minutes after we close so I can go to this party or on vacation or go pick up my kid. It just helps them plan. If you've set that expectation of we close at this time, but this is realistically the time we'll get out. So expect this and uh, you can hope for the best, but this is what, this is how we do it. Now there's multiple, multiple people calling into the credit union leadership podcast again. And they're, they're saying, well, Scott, what about overtime? You know, you're, you're holding us back till the uh, 30 minutes afterwards. You're going to run into, you're going to bleed into overtime. There are Mm. so many ways to, to slice up a schedule to make a, uh, a 30 minutes after close, uh, realistic expectation without actually pushing into the overtime. Secondly, you're short staffed, right? Yeah. (laughs) So, so, you know, it, it should be a leadership opportunity to take a look at this this quote unquote overtime and and say okay where where are we allocating our time and are we doing are we allocating resources and time wisely I bet if we just took your resources that you have and aligned them just as a, as a tad uh, more strategically uh, we could we could have a better game plan. Not everybody's really good at scheduling. I was horrible at scheduling but partnering mm-hmm. with a pro that can help you out is really really helpful this is where reaching out to other branch uh managers and other people within your team uh, network your peers uh really has uh, a benefit i remember one of the other branch managers helped me with my schedule because that was just a strength of hers and so sometimes your strength can't be your weakness but it's it's also good to partner up with a pro that has yeah. that strength as well Man, I think we've talked about a lot of good things, especially for leaders and how to help your team through this, the fatigue that we feel. And I think this theme comes, it all goes to the point of consistency, which is one of our tools for excellent service. So those of you listening, that might be more of a member facing position. We're talking about when you're feeling tired, you're like, man, I need to get out of here. I'm just not feeling it today. Albrecht, how can we be consistent if our bodies are fighting against us of the physical output we're willing to bring. So maybe I am always like overly energetic and smiling, but today I'm not feeling it. Is there another way that I can be consistent to the mission of the credit union? Are you ready for it? Mirrors. M-I-R-R-O-R-S. Mirrors. mirrors. Mirror. What do you mean by mirrors? You, you got to get yourself a little mirror. You need to tape it to your desk so you can see your face. If your <laughs> face is not a member-facing face, then you need to be in a non-member-facing situation <laughs> <laughs> or fix it. And so, you know, as much as the manager should also come out and observe, you know, how are we greeting members? Are we smiling, right? Smile mm-hmm. goes a long ways. Uh, or are we staring at them? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, if you can't see your face, that's an easy fix. So go out, get yourself some mirrors, guys. If you can see your face, you say, oh, wow, I just, I'm staring at that member right there. It's called teller stare. Uh, that, that is what I'm telling you to beware of. Beware of the teller stare. You can even write that with lipstick on the mirror. Beware of the teller stare, right? And you can have these mirrors kind of taped up to your desk. 
hooked up to your call center phones and this is old school. This is, I did not create this. This is like back in the 80s, you walk into a call center for a credit E and they've got mirrors taped to every single phone. So I'm I'm borrowing this. This is old. It's like when you go to grandma for the, the recipe for the sore throat. She's like, well, son, this is this is the recipe for teller stare. <laughs> the, <laughs> grandma, you're welcome. There's a prescription for teller stairs. So uh, for those of um, you listening that might be a little newer to the credit union industry, can you explain what is the teller stare? Why are we avoiding this? <clears throat> um, <clears throat> so let me give you the the hierarchy of of bad ways to greet somebody. Okay, teller stairs in there. <laughs> Next, it would be would be probably uh, on the bottom of the pyramid. Okay, teller yeah. stare is worse than that because teller stare. Is there's no verbal processing? You're saying next with your eyes, like almost like it's a showdown. Like, okay, last person left. You're standing there. I'm standing here. We've locked eyes, and I'm kind of letting you know, like, you know, I don't know if you're paying attention, but typically people walk forward at this point in time. You know, <laughs> so I'm not. I'm not greeting you. I'm not smiling at you. I'm just like, make your move. <laughs> <laughs> and that 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 goes back into what we talked about this human ATM, you know, like an yeah. ATM's not smiling, they're giving a teller stare. Yeah. So what what can we do to not Hold be a- I did not give you the top of the pyramid. Do you want to know what the top of the pyramid is? Oh, there's something worse. Oh, it's worse. It's worse than teller stare. stare. What is it's it? A, it's the sign that says next teller please. <laughs> And the, and it's right in front of the person <laughs> who's fully available. But the, this sign, they can hide from, they can hide behind this sign that says "next teller, please." So let me just summarize the the hierarchy of of badness. Next, a stare. Next teller, please. If you can kind of visualize the pyramid of badness, that's the that's the hierarchy of horrible member service. Man, next teller, please. That's like being an ATM that says out of order. Uh, I, I threw one right next every to sign that said next teller, please at my branch. I highly encourage the branch managers listening to this credit union leadership podcast to do the exact same thing. There are better ways to let a member know that you are busy than a sign that says next teller, please. When you're the only teller there, you're working behind the <laughs> sign that says next teller, please. It's super frustrating. It's very BMV yeah. like or BNV, depending on what state you live in. Man, so what we've talked about today is we've talked about killing the industry softly with our teller stairs. So this Mm -hmm. goes of lack of service excellence, lack of mission. And we don't want people coming to us or we don't want people feeling like they're inconveniencing us. We want to be living out the mission of, I'm here because I want to help improve your life. And doing this teller stare does not show the mission. So- When we've talked about that, we've talked about this problem. Now we've talked about challenges we face. There's some days where our bodies are just not feeling it. And what can we do to work through this as leaders or as people on our team? And some of the truths we talked about was the idea that you talked about this stepping off meeting. So doing something that's about five minutes or something where you can set these clear expectations. And some of these expectations should be, hey, when we close, we're going to expect that we'll get here, uh, get out of here 30 minutes after closing because 
We want to make sure we're available to everyone. We want to make sure that we do our work excellently. And then if we get out earlier, that's awesome. But that should not be the expectation because we want to under promise over deliver even to our internal team. And then we talked about some truths that we have of, hey, some days we're not feeling it. And how can we be consistent? And I love what you said about the mirrors, or maybe there's something else you can have that's reflecting. And as a leader, we can check and see, and then maybe we can inspire our team tying it back to the mission. So if you do implement this mirror, maybe you could say, hey, I really want our members to feel comfortable with us and how we can live out this mission of letting them know we're here to improve their life and we want to be here is how we greet them. And we don't want to do this pyramid. This is a truth I think that's very pivotal to know is the first thing that we're going to probably start doing is yell next. And then when we get more fatigued, we're going to do that blank teller stare where it's silence and I'm just looking at them with a glazed look. And then the worst thing possible is that next teller here. So this, these are the things we want to avoid doing. And if you see some people or you notice yourself are saying next, you're probably about to move to the next level of that pyramid. So be intentional of that. Get that mirror. Find some other ways to help push you through in this consistency um, step that we talk about in the eight elements of service excellence. Um, closing it off, Albrecht. We've talked about some truths. What are some actionable steps? Like, do you have a pyramid for member facing employees to use to help, you know, get out of that pyramid or avoid being in that pyramid? Yeah. So the, the silence comes from silence. So that's the math equation is silence plus silence equals silence. So the, so the, you're first- genius. Yeah, I know, right? really smart stuff here. So the first thing that you should intentionally do is talk about something, anything, the weather, their shoes, what they have in their hands, the last conversation you had, like break the silence early so that the silence doesn't create more silence. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, things get really weird and awkward and tell us start to become a thing. When I stopped asking people how the weather was outside and I stopped asking people how their day was and I stopped asking people, hey, are you, are you excited for this next upcoming holiday that's coming up? How is your vacation? How are the kids? Like when I stopped that small talk, that's when that's when the bad things begin to happen. The next thing is you got to take care of yourself. Hydrating is something that's really important. And, and a, a glass of ice cold water really does help the mind kind of refresh. Mm-hmm. The other thing is there's there's such thing as screen fatigue. And so your eyes are a big muscle attached to your brain, by the way, fun fact, that's kind of physically where eyes are at. And so just looking away from this tower screen, closing your eyes, not maybe in front of a member, just giving (laughs) your eyes a break can help your brain kind of just even just 10 seconds. Actually, the last call you, me, and a team member had, I had you guys close your eyes and just Mm -hmm. do nothing for 10 seconds. Tell the audience what the outcome of that was. Peace. (laughs) Everything slowed down. And uh, I remember the words you said right after we did that was, hey, we just reset. So the brain is an energy hog. It takes a lot of energy. And so if I'm talking, if I'm thinking, if I'm moving my my arms, if I'm standing, that's other parts of my body that are requiring energy. And so to really refresh the brain, you almost need just 10 seconds of silence to be able to reset. So whether that's, hey, I just need to go step into the vault room for, for a bit and you come back out refreshed, little things like that can make a big difference in giving yourself the juice and the momentum. So here's the three steps repeated 
back to you. Number one, start conversations early because silence plus silence equals silence. Number two, water is really good because 70% of your body is made up of water. Okay. (laughs) So ice cold water gives the brain uh, what it needs, which is water. And then third, a break, just 10 seconds closing your eyes or looking someplace else other than a screen can really give your brain a reset that it needs so that you can be polished and prepared for the next 100 people that are going to walk in in the last 30 minutes of your day on a Friday. And you know what? Thursday is the next Friday. And Mondays <laughs> are turning into Fridays, right? So uh, Fridays. You could, you could try this on any day of the week. Awesome. Scott, I think we've talked about a lot of good stuff here. I think this is a good time to close it off. So I'll say that this is Scott and Scott with the Credit Union Leadership Podcast, and we'll uh, see you next time as we keep diving into these topics. Feeling inspired? Want to learn how to coach your department to be a high-performing team? Vertex Live Nationwide is an 11-session live online group that meets bi-weekly. In this course, Scott and I are going to talk about delegation, how to resolve conflict, effective decision-making practices, and of course, how to coach your team for performance. Go ahead, move the movement and sign up for Vertex Live Nationwide. Click the link in the show notes and we're excited to see you there.